Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of EO Fire and welcome to Master Leadership. Great leaders ask great questions and this podcast takes you on a journey to master leadership with questions that matter to leaders who matter with your host, Lily Sinabria. Hi, this is Lily, and welcome to Master Leadership Through Crisis series, where we will connect with leaders worldwide to gain insights on important questions to help us navigate these rough waters. If you would like to participate as a guest, or if you have a question that you would like to ask, go to masterleadership.org forward slash podcast. That's masterleadership.org forward slash podcast for more information. Today we are speaking with Keith Spiral. Every day promotions are given, employees are let go, jobs are offered, and leaders are born. And every day someone struggles to make their way to become a more effective leader. Keith has worked his entire career to help professionals grow their leadership skills and define their career trajectory. He has helped countless professionals at all stages to create meaning in their career and connect their values and their work with achievement. 20 years into his career in municipal government management, Keith realized he wasn't spending nearly enough of his time connecting his passions to his daily work. Too much time devoted to work inconsistent with his values led to dissatisfaction in his career. Determined to make a change, he co-founded career coaching and consulting firm Apochromatic to work with professionals on career development, transitions, and goal achievement. In addition to his work helping professionals find their values and passion again, Keith is an avid photographer with recent gallery shows of his work in Chicago as well as multiple locations in Iowa. Welcome Keith Sparrow, how are you? Very good. How are you? I'm doing well. We're so happy to have you on our podcast. Are you ready to pour into our listeners? Absolutely. Thank you. Awesome. All right. So, Keith, tell us a bit about your path to leadership and what you're doing now. Sure. Well, I started out in municipal government, actually, in uh, planning. Fun. Community development, right? And uh, kind of worked my way up over a 20-year career to be a uh, city manager. And I led a team of about 120 people. And somewhere along the way, I realized that a lot of what I was doing was either repetitive or dealing with folks that were disciplinary issues or union negotiations and decided that I really wanted to work with folks who were trying to pave a path for a really strong career trajectory. And so I split off of municipal government and started our company, Apochromatic, and we work with lawyers and professionals on all sorts of career development issues and helping people get further faster in their career. Very interesting. And I get it. Sometimes it can get a little monotonous when you think about Mm -hmm. the structure and when you're not really diving into your purpose. And so when you're in it, you can't see, right? But so happy to talk to you and connect with you because you've shifted. So tell me about your company It's an unusual name. Tell me where it came from and what you're doing. 
So our company name is Apple Chromatic, and <laughs> the story behind the name is uh, my partner is also my wife, and she came up with a name that she wanted to use for the company, and all those trademark and copyright issues uh, got in the way. And what Apple Chromatic is, it's a type of lens used in photography that clears distortion from light. When light enters the lens, it clears that distortion when it comes onto the film sensor or the film. And so that apochromatic lens clears distortion, essentially. It's a German word that's typically spelled with a C, but her name's Amy, my name's Keith, and so we spelled it with an A and a K and went with that. And the thought behind that is we're trying to clear distortions away from people so they can figure out earlier in their career what it is they're trying to accomplish and what things are in sync with their values so that they can uh, have a much more fulfilling career and life as a result. Uh, because I think that's something that a lot of folks find after they've spent 20 years in a career, or after they've spent 30 years in a career, that they maybe weren't in sync with the values they have and the ideas that they had for what they wanted to do. And if you clear those distortions way early and put a little time into that, uh, you can certainly have a more productive and in sync career uh, as you move forward. So that's what we do. That's what we help people with. I love that clarity. And I love the name. I think it's perfect for what you're doing. And now where can we connect with you? Sure. You can go online at applechromatic.com. It's uh, A-P-O-C-H-R-O-M-A-T-I-K.com. You can email me at Keith at applechromatic.com. We have all the links to all of our various offerings and stuff that we have on that website, as well as a lot of free resources. In fact, we've actually put together a resource page during this kind of social distancing and crisis that we're having with COVID-19. So it's just applechromatic.com forward slash COVID-19. And uh, there's a lot of free resources there for folks that are trying to handle some very unique career situations and challenges in their jobs and potentially job loss and all of those type of things right now. So thank you so much for that. Now, you mentioned we're in a pandemic or hopefully towards the end of so. COVID-19. So how has that affected you, your organization and your family? You know, I think from an organization standpoint, we see a lot of folks over the progression of the last eight weeks that thought it was a very short-term affair and then had that realization that this is a longer-term situation that we're dealing with and a very serious situation from an economic standpoint. And so we've definitely had a lot of folks reach out and a lot of folks trying to figure out how to manage moving forward. And you know, some people are in the middle of a career transition. Some people were in the middle of a job search. Some folks were just starting new positions. We have one client that literally started a new position on the day stay at work, stay at home orders went into effect. And so never really had her first day. Um, so there's all those issues that are really unsettling. And I think anytime that you have all of that unease, that affects you from a career perspective for sure, but you also obviously take that home with you because the majority of us are at home right now. So that bleeds into the family and it bleeds into how you react with everyone around you and how you're dealing with all of those things. So one of the things we've done from our business standpoint is we've been hosting on Mondays and Thursday afternoons at five o'clock central. We've been hosting cocktails during COVID and we have just an informal gathering where people can network and uh, talk about some problems and try to problem solve and maybe get some coaching around issues that are affecting them. And we've had a really good feedback on that. And, you know, we have folks from all the way from 
the far northeast to California to London that have popped in on those and have helped each other provide some insights. So uh, that's one of the things we've done in response is just kind of provide that forum to have uh, an informal gathering to communicate over Zoom. And I love that idea. And is it open we, to everybody? Uh, it is open to everybody. So you can go to applechromatic.com. There will be links there to get the information. It's completely casual. You don't have to worry about, you know, having a situation to bring into the party or anything like that. I, you know, we've been, I've been coining this hashtag COVID casual. So whether there's a cat or a dog walking behind you or a teenager running through the room or your spouse is having a meltdown because the internet connection isn't working, it's COVID casual. You know, we got to deal with what we got to do now. I mean, we have to do it here because my dog is a yapper and she keeps yapping. Um, there you go. what it is, right? Exactly. So Keith, I may just drop in on you. All I'd right. Yeah, to you're welcome that. to. Thank We'd you. We'd love to have you. Um, now, Keith, what resources, quotes, or advice has helped you most during this crisis? I listen a lot to Michael Hyatt. He's a productivity business coach. And, Hold on um, a second. I think I have. There you go. Your best year ever. That's a great book. And we work with our clients all the time. You know, one of the things that we actually, most of our clients have is Hyatt's full focus planner. You know, that's a really great way to try to achieve goals in a very organized manner. But I was on a Zoom call with Michael Hyatt early during this COVID-19 situation, and some of his advice was to pause and acknowledge the seriousness of the situation, but then plan and execute for how you're going to come out on the other side. And we are going to come out on the other side. We've made it through 100% of our worst days ever, and we're going to make it through the other side. Obviously, you think about and mourn the fact of the people that we've lost and the, I think, 67,000 people who have passed away now. But those of us who aren't in that situation and aren't mourning those folks, we're going to have another side to this, particularly from a business perspective. And so if you can pause now and think about how it is that you're going to approach that, it's really important. And so that's been some of the best advice. And, and then I add to that with my clients and, and with the folks that we work with. Think about one thing or two things, not a hundred things. I mean, we see on the internet, you know, everybody's cleaned every closet in their garage and they've, you know, started to play the ukulele and trumpet and everything else. And they've, you know, we've seen the overachievers, but focus on one or two things that you'd like to come out on the other side of this, improve. And in the case of professionals, decide on a skill that you're going to improve. You know, I do a lot of work with folks on executive presence and we're actually going to do a free webinar uh, later today on executive presence. It will be available on replay and we work with clients on executive presence. So maybe that's something that you really want to focus on and you want to come out the other side of this with an enhanced presence and maybe an enhanced presence on the internet, on Zoom, on WebEx and all of these online platforms. So pick something you want to improve and then really detail and implement a plan to do it. And that doesn't mean you have to spend 12 hours a day working on that, but be intentional about spending a little bit of time and provide yourself with some structure. And I think that's great advice during a time where the structure that we have is kind of, you know, messed up. I love that advice and that thinking to pause and to also just pick one thing. And that seems to be a thread in my conversations with a lot of leaders. Hey, leaders, stay tuned for the rest of the interview following this brief message. 
If you want to find, claim, develop, and expand your voice in order to land that job, those clients, or that partner, then Master Your Swag podcast is for you. You don't have to have expert credentials to be featured, and you can select from several plans that can perfectly match your needs. Go to MasterYourSwag.com and claim your spot as a guest and be ready to get noticed. That's MasterYourSwag.com. Now, many use the term lifelong learner. What does that mean to you and what are you learning right now? Wow, yeah. You know, I think it's almost when we work with people on interviewing for positions, you know, it becomes almost a cliche to say that you're a lifelong learner, but you have to be. You have to be engaged. You have to be tuned into all the different changes that are happening. And I think there's almost two components to that for me. One is eliminating some of the distractions that get in the way of doing that in a really clear manner. And then the other side is making sure that you're engaged and always working on, you know, taking that step forward and clearing the way to figure out something new. You know, right now I'm kind of in the middle of making sure that we can transition some of these things that we do face-to-face with clients. And, you know, we've done a lot of our work over the phone and over Zoom for a couple of years. But one of the things that I was just talking about is executive presence. Figuring out how to really create a curriculum that can be done virtually online with folks and implement all the tools that we've developed and then implement them virtually. And so that kind of switch to the virtual fear has been uh, something that's been really intriguing for me and kind of fun to learn all of those details and uh, intricacies of how to implement that technology and how learning over technology is different. And I think you you can't deny that there's thousands and thousands of teachers who are learning that same thing right now. So there's a lot of information on it. And nobody's an expert yet. Right, exactly. (laughs) Plenty of room to become that experts. But yeah, that's a critical component. And making sure that, you know, as we're in this kind of world where Facebook reality is different than real life reality, right? We know that because we know everyone has that kind of like Facebook forward life. But now we're almost forced into living the Facebook and social media reality. So making sure that there's ways that you can divine the truth and the reality in the world and uh, not become overly anxious about all of that stuff that's out there that can become just overwhelming. You mentioned executive presence, and I have in my mind what that would look like, but can you elaborate on what that means to have an executive presence? Sure. You know, one of the things that we tell clients all the time is it doesn't mean that you have to be a CEO of a company to have that executive presence. Having executive presence really is just one word for it. And, you know, whether you call it executive presence or presence or any term you call it, you really need it when you're engaging with other people. Because so often in situations, whether we're on Zoom or whether we're talking to a child in our household that you're negotiating with on a curfew or a bedtime or whatever the case may be, you're trying to take your position and you're trying to communicate it to another person. And then you're trying to influence them to agree with that position right? It's all about communication and leadership. And in order to implement that communication and leadership, you have to find ways to be someone that people can trust and someone that people can stand behind and believe in and 
the process of getting that stature, if you want to call it that, or that gravitas, is what we call executive presence, what mm -hmm. some people call presence. And it's important in every aspect of our life, because if you think about it, almost every situation you enter, you're trying to communicate with someone, or they're trying to communicate with you, and you're having that interaction where you have that interplay on trying to persuade or trying to lead or trying to accomplish. And so if you improve that through emotional intelligence, through different measures to improve your confidence and improve how you think about what you're doing, you can achieve your goals faster. And it kind of goes back to that best year ever thing, because once you build that confidence and once you build that momentum, all of those things start clicking into place because there's a push and pull effect with all of those different skills. And mm -hmm. so when you improve one of them, you know, the other ones come along for the ride. So once you get to the point where you can communicate better with someone and you can influence them and you can achieve some of those things that you're trying to achieve, mm -hmm. your confidence becomes much stronger and then you can, you know, keep moving forward with that. It's a really kind of critical, all-encompassing skill. And I love how you explained how we're trying to influence other people. And part of that includes listening and also being wrong, being okay with being wrong. And that's a skill and a practice that we need to put forth more often. That's just an excellent point. You know, I spent about 20 years in municipal government where there's a lot of pressure not to be wrong, right? And not to ever admit that you were wrong. But the reality of it is, and what I always tried to tell folks is, Sometimes you have to admit when you're wrong so that you can learn from it and that you can pivot and that you can do something even better than you would have if you would have been right in the first place. So you got to embrace that sometimes. Yes, yes. And speaking of communication, we have a new segment where leaders ask leaders questions. So Dr. Jim Carr asked, when you think of a great boss, what were some specific communication practices that they had? What a fantastic question. That one's good. Yeah. You know, I think in leadership, it's about making sure the team is comfortable and making sure there's transparency. So a communication skill to ensure that that team is comfortable is transparency. Mm -hmm. You can't tell everyone everything when you're running an organization or when you're running a team. Sometimes it's just not appropriate. But the degree to which you trust your team that you can share information with them and they trust that you will share the information. That's an incredible situation where you can get that and you can build that trust. And so I think that's probably one thing that I would really emphasize for folks to try to build that situation where communication can be more transparent and that builds a situation where, you know, people don't have to worry about what, is really being said or what is really the reality and they can be much more comfortable to do what they need to do to move your organization forward. So I love that Keith because I believe that one of the foundations of leadership is trust and it is one of the hardest things to establish but once it is established it's fantastic. Now as a listener of this podcast Keith what is a question that you would like a future leadership guest to respond to? I think that it would be interesting to hear folks' response to how do you feel the experience of 2020 will affect leadership and management five and 10 years down the road? 
One of the things that I've talked to folks about is, you know, we had a certain set of experiences we learned after 9-11. Uh, we had a, a certain set of experiences that we learned and that we changed from after the financial collapse in 2007 and 8. And sometimes we learn more from the response and from looking back than we do preemptively for the next mm -hmm. crisis. But what is it you think we will look back and think, wow, we learned this set of information and this set of realities from it. And what do you think that'll be five and 10 years down the road? Ooh, that's a great question. When you think of leadership today, what most concerns you and what are you most hopeful about? You know, I think what most concerns me is, and I don't think that it's prevalent, but I think what most concerns me is the divisiveness and some of the response to these situations we're facing. We all have, and we all see political opinions online and in the press, but when it comes to leading a team, you have to understand that you're going to have folks of varying opinion on your team, and it's irrelevant to your mission at hand. So don't let that get in the way. And focus on moving your mission forward and understanding that anything you do that's divisive or offensive in your leadership is going to cause a problem for your team, not help move your team forward. So there's a time and a place for opinion and all of those type of things, but be sure that you provide that clarity for your team and, and understand and give some grace to the reality that everyone's dealing with this in a different situation. You know, some people have just severe anxiety over the realities that are happening. Some people aren't concerned about it and are very relaxed about this and think, ah, we'll get through it. So there's a huge variety of folks, probably on every team that you deal with. So understand that and give them space to be what they need to be, particularly while we're working from home. And those employees that are essential employees and essential workers and are reporting for work every day have a whole other set of stressors to deal with and be sure that you respond to that and give that space. I love that. Give grace and give space. I think that's so important. And what are you most hopeful about? You know, I think that we're going to get to a point where some of this stuff becomes, has that cliche, the new normal. I think it's going to be really interesting to see how, you know, as a country, as a society, we start to implement some of these work from home factors. We've been on a trajectory of more, 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 harder, harder, harder work, you know, accomplish, accomplish, accomplish for a long time. And this was like slamming the car into park and just stopping, right? And so I'm hopeful for the way that we put the car back into drive and maybe don't slam the accelerator to the floor, but we figure out how we can balance. I think it, to a great extent, you know, millennial generation started to figure that out. And the generations older than the millennials were kind of looking back at that thinking, what is going on down there? Mm -hmm. And now everybody has a chance to reset to that. That's really a hopeful thing. That's certainly an opportunity to reset and great forward thinking. So I really appreciate that. Now, is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? Well, just to check out our website at afrochromatic.com. And if you have interest in executive presence, it's one of the things I'm working on right now. Feel free to reach out to me. We do have that virtual kind of experience that we're laying out this week, actually. And so uh, it'll be available by the time your listeners hear this. And uh, I'd be really excited to help anyone out with that, that they 
And we do have an online quiz that you can take to assess your executive presence if you just go to enhancedep.com. It's a 10-question quiz, and it'll give you a bunch of information about executive presence. And uh, I think some people have found it really useful. So that's at enhancedep.com. And I'd love to have folks take that as well. Well, Keith, thank you so much for adding value to me and to our listeners. It's been great. Thanks for having me. Have a great day. You too. In closing, here's a quick message. Coaching is the art of influence that underpins leadership in the 21st century. It is the very thing that can get you from being stuck to being extraordinary. So go to masterleadership.org and sign up to get a free coaching session. Until next time, continue to ignite that leader in you.